Welcome back to the Student of the Game podcast. I'm your host, Tavares Ellis. Once again, thank you all for tuning in. I greatly appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to give my podcast a listen. All right. The Hills Have Eyes. Let me tell you something about this movie. All right. I'm talking about the version that came out in 2006. All right. I saw the trailer for this movie and... I didn't really have high expectations. I was just expecting it to be like a gore movie, okay? I mean, a little bit of action here and stuff, you know. And I was expecting to grade it probably about a C, C plus at the most. After watching the movie, that movie ended up getting an A plus for me. Because to me, that movie there was, it was more than a horror movie. Because um, in the hills I have eyes, it was about family. You had one family, the human. You had a human family. I don't, I don't, remember, I don't remember the last name. You have a human family versus the mute family. And it was a battle for the mutant family. I mean, they, they knew they was going to hunt them. Okay, but the human family wasn't aware of it at first. You know, they're, you know, they're going on a trip. Oh, the family consists of Bob. I remember Big Bob, he was the main character. Alright, so it was him, his wife, his two daughters, his son, and his son-in-law. Son-in-law is played by Aaron Stanford, okay? For those of you not familiar with Aaron Stanford, Stanford, he played Pyro in X-Men United and X-Men The Last Stand. It's a very good film, y'all should check that out. I'll bring that, I'll do a podcast on that when I start to do a do a podcast about the comic book movies but we're talking horror here okay so in the hills have eyes they're going on a family trip i'm not sure where the family trip is going to but they are going to um yeah they're going to um they're somewhere out there in the desert okay they're out there in the desert and they stop at a gas station for directions and why why didn't now why didn't they fly i have no idea i I tell my wife that all the time i said there's no way in hell i'm flying i'm not flying whatever it is they're going now the dad said he wants to take the scenic route to see everything and stuff well guess what you can get in the airplane and you can see all that stuff out the window and if you can't see it from the airplane guess what you can go on google and they have like these google cameras the satellite cameras and you can see everything you need to see Oh, but they don't. The satellite camera can't get that area because there's no signal. Oh, so why would you want to go somewhere where there is no signal? What if you need to call for help? From my understanding, Big Bob he works in security. So what? Why would you want to put yourself in that in that in that situation? Why? But guess what? If they would have took a plane, guess what? We would not have a movie, right? So, they end up, uh, oh, and also, they their dogs, Beauty and Beast. Oh, man, that, their dogs was awesome. The dogs was awesome, all right? I, I just love horror movies where the pets are, play a big, play a pivotal, pivotal, pivotal role. Just like in Sleepwalkers, all right? The cat side, the cats, all right? Or, or Thor, it's a dog named Thor in a movie called Bad Moon, a horror movie. I'll talk about that another day. Right, but um, in this movie, oh man, so they um, 
they stop at a gas station and they're going there genuinely to get directions and the gas station guy the clerk he was he was kind of cuckoo but he was nice and friendly he was going along with it he had no he had he had no no beef with the people but what happened was is that the dog ran inside and one of them they end up seeing one of the, the daughters they end up seeing a, a dead ear you know a, a ear that looked like it was recently cut off or something and the clerk notices what room they came out of okay and he's not sure whether or not if they saw something but he could not run the risk of them seeing anything because that would be some blowback on him because it's pretty that means he's been doing some suspicious stuff he's been doing some bad things all right so the directions he gave him he goes out there and said you know what there, now there is a, a way that you could cut down a couple hours of driving if you take this route. So Big Bob, once again, Big Bob, he's a he works in security. He finds nothing suspicious about this guy. All of a sudden, giving him a second route. He's like, why didn't you give me the best route the first time? I asked you what's the best route, and you gave me that. You didn't swear by it, but you, you, you gave it to me. You gave me your word. And now, all of a sudden, you come running out. Oh, oh. It's like, Billy, Big Bob, come on, man. You are you work in security, so you have to have some kind of... Got to put your detective hats on. And let's look at the totality of the situation. Why is this man coming out here giving all of a sudden giving me a different set of directions and the first directions wasn't on the map and the second one is not on the map so also you know he's huffing and puffing a little bit he ran out there like he just saw something pay attention to details Bob I mean what kind of security thing you running but hey anyways Bob, of course, follows those directions, and as soon as they get down that area, guess what? Woohoo! The doggone mutants from Hills Advice. They set a trap where it messes up the, the vehicle and rips the axle off. So, guess what? Now they're stuck like Chuck. So, Big Bob and Aaron Staff, a character, they both separate. They go do some walking and stuff and investigate and everything. And Big Bob, he, he get all the way back to the. Um, he gets to the gas station, right? And this is one of the most creepiest moments of the movie for me. Where he goes in. He's, hello, 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 hello. He's asking the guy. He's like, you know, he's looking for the for the clerk. And then all of a sudden, he sees the articles of, uh, of the of the mutants and stuff and what's been going on and he sees some suspicious stuff now now his detective radar is on but day late dollar short i guess and he runs out to the car and before he gets to the car he hears a voice that says daddy This is scary. I'm like they about to get Big Bob, man. Oh man, 
how are they going to get him? And so he manages to, he, he, he sees the clerk and the clerk apologizes and ends up shooting himself. And then he goes and gets in his vehicle. And right when he's getting ready to start it, the guy's in the back. He said, Daddy. And Big Bob is looking at him. And he's getting ready to grab his gun. Then the guy get him and he kills Big Well, he knocks Big Bob out. And then they show Big Bob. He's semi-unconscious, in and out of consciousness. And he's going up through like a... They're taking him up under like a cave and stuff. So then you go to where the family is at. And where the family is at... And Stafford character, he's coming back. He's coming back to see, you know, what's going on. And Aaron Stafford character's name is Doug, okay? And it was like, what? Where's Bob? And he was like, um, I don't know. I don't, I didn't see him. I figured he'll be back. And then all of a sudden, they hear, uh, uh they hear, uh, they hear an explosion. What it is, is Big Bob being hung, being hung, he's being hung up on a tree branch well yeah and they're burning him so Doug and and little Bob they go run to go save him and then while they doing that the two mutants they get on up in the trailer and they assault the daughters okay that scene I don't even want to talk about that that scene was pretty vulgar I, I hate talking about that scene so if you check the movie out you can watch the movie there, but it was just, you know, the mom and the oldest daughter end up getting killed. The oldest daughter, that was Doug's wife, okay? And the mutants, they kidnapped the baby. They was getting ready to take the youngest daughter. They said they'll be back for her because that's because when little Bob and Doug came back, all right? And um, so we fast forward to the next day. Okay, they're over here on the radio. The mutants said they was going to be back, and one of them tried to come back, and they end up killing them. So what happens is, Doug, you know, I love, I'm like, man, because throughout the movie, the beginning of the movie, okay, all up to this part, you know, the, the character Doug, it seems like nobody was respecting him, you know, he was, that, you know, it's like you wouldn't expect him to go in there and just go kick people's butt and stuff like that. Well, they killed his wife, they killed his mother-in-law, killed his father-in-law, they assaulted his sister-in-law, okay, so... And they stole his baby. So he seen where he, he had grabs a shotgun and he grabs the dog. Him and the dog. Um, I think it was Beauty. Yeah, they ended up killing Beast. So I think it was Beauty that he had. Beauty. I think it was Beauty. Yeah, so he ended up taking Beauty with him. And Beauty. He takes Beauty with him and they go in. And they go in. They wreck havoc, man. They go in and wreck havoc. I mean, they have some fights and stuff, but guess what? You know, I mean, like every fight that he had, you would not have, you would not pick him to win those fights. But it was the will to, by any means necessary, I am going to get my baby from y'all. Y'all are not gonna keep my child. You know that right there. I saw this movie movie before I even had kids. Before me and my wife even had kids. All right, and I'm thinking, I'm like, man, yeah. You gotta turn savage. And like, that's what I love about this movie. He turned savaged. You know, it's like, oh, y'all think y'all are monsters? Let me show you my monster, okay? Like, let me show you my monster. You know, I mean, he he went beast mode on, on them, man. Beast mode. I mean, 
these mutants, they, they, they're strong. I mean, of course, they're no X-Men, you know. And, of course, if Aaron Stafford had his powers from when he was on X-Men as Pyro, he would have wiped the floor with them. But these, you know, these people here was no joke. I mean, they're humans, you know, but they was just strong and stuff like that, you know. And it was a lot bigger than him. And he ended up getting the baby back, you know, and he had the help. He had help from... Um, one of the, the mutants, um, her name was Ruby. She was nice and friendly. And you could tell she didn't want to be part of all this madness and everything. But yeah, and also Beauty got revenge for them killing Beast. Or was it the other way around? Let me see. Uh, man, I'm trying to think. Which one did they get? It was Beast. So they killed Beauty, but Beast avenged Beauty and the family. I mean, Beast, you know, he, he got, Beast got two of them, got two of them, and Doug got two of them also, and he got the baby back, I mean, but, it was some, man, that, that, that movie there, it, it goes to show you, like, you know, people talk about how when, um, you know, somebody can be one of the weakest people that you see physically, you know, there's talk, you know, there's stories of mothers who, not known for their strength you know these particular women and stuff and if a child is stuck up under the car they find the strength to lift that car up somehow you know there's nothing like adrenaline and motivation i mean that you know that dude there turned savage i don't think he need any additional motivation they took his took his little baby killed his wife killed his family Okay, so he, Doug went out there and went ham. He went beast mode on them, and that, that was very incredible. That, that's, that's what I love about the movie, you know, because for me, for me, it's more than a horror movie. You know, it's a, well, like a, an avenging movie, you know, getting revenge on you, you know, and I love that, you know, because this guy here, he's not, it goes to show you, you don't have to be the, um, the best fighter or whatever and stuff to be able to do something. You know, yeah, it's okay to be scared. I'm pretty sure he was scared, but, you know, you can do two things with, well, it's probably probably more than two things, but one of the most common things that you can do with fear, hey, you can allow it to freeze you and keep you where you are, or guess what? You can use that fear as fuel and to motivation to do whatever it is you need to do. And man, like Doug, like went hard on that. And even, um, even his little brother and sister-in-law did their part too they set some traps you could tell they was part of like the scouts and stuff growing up that's what it seemed like they set like a scoutly trap and they blew up one of the um the main characters one of the main mutants so i thought that was pretty cool so everybody getting in on the action you know and they and, and they defeated him and then you know at the end of the movie you know they get the baby and then guess what you see binoculars or somebody and it's another it's another mutant and it's like yeah yeah there they go and i'm like oh so we don't even know if they even made it out of there we don't even know i know they did a sequel um i thought the sequel was okay they had some pretty good kill scenes but the storyline wasn't as, as good and i remember the sequel initially was going to be about um uh what was the daughter's in-law in-law's character name um Oh, man, she was played by the lady from Lost. Um, Emily De, De Raven. She played Brenda. Brenda Carter. That was the name of her character. It was going to be about her joining the Army Reserves. And they was going on a mission back there. And she volunteered to go on it because... Well, they also wanted her to go on it because they know that she had... She... She, um... 
battled against the mutants back in those mines and stuff in that desert and the mountains and stuff and and they um and she wanted to go back to you know to face her fears and stuff but hey you already faced your fears you know i'm glad they didn't do that with the second one because she already faced her fears okay now if there's other mutants out there they should have more than the army reserve out there they should have the marines out there and stuff too the Army, Navy, Air Force. Hey, they need to take that serious. Secret agents, they need to be out there. But the second one, it was it was okay. See, the second one, see, the expectations I had for the first one, that's what the second one was. And see, when I saw the second one, I had high expectations for that because I'm like, it, it had no it had no relation to to the first one. And I, I don't like that. And I, and I thought that was a blown opportunity right there. They could have did something cool with that i thought it would have been a cool movie had they did that but they did so it is what it is but the hills have eyes is a very good movie very very good movie i highly recommend it um it man like if, if you like and, and you know what with that movie i remember went to my uncle and my auntie house um i think i'm not sure if it was for christmas or it was a family get-together and normally we don't watch horror movies to get, you know, we don't watch horror movies. Like when we're watching movies, like when it's all of us there, we'll we'll like watch like like a comedy or like an action movie or something like that, you know. And it's always fun watching movies like that with family because it's the commentary. You know, you know how you have DVD, some DVDs have good awesome DVD commentary. A lot of times it's all about the commentary. You know, listen to everybody's commentary, like everybody's reactions and stuff. And um, what happened is that um, I ended up bringing that movie because I said, you know what? It's a real good movie. It's action and stuff. I didn't think everybody was going to like it. Guess what? Everybody loved it because you can relate to the whole family aspect of it. It's like, hey, man. All right. I don't know karate. I'm no weapons expert. Never fired a weapon before. Don't get in many fights and stuff. Haven't had fights since elementary school and all that stuff. But it's like, you know what? You mess with my family. Guess what? All bets are off. I go into savage mode. And here's the thing. You're going to get some licks on me, but you're going to have to kill me in order for me to stop. And that's what that's what Doug character was. He had that mentality. All right? That had that mentality. You know? That's why I'm like, wow. And you're like, you know, and people fit, you know, and now I'm relating this to sports. You know, it's just like, you know, people as, fa as fans, as students of the game, you know, a lot of people will say, like, for example, you take people, for example, people who defend LeBron James for, um, you take the Dallas Mavericks series, right? The Heat, you know, when they go up 2-1, you know, they talking noise and all that stuff, front running at the time. And that's when the Dallas Mavericks, you know, Jason Terry, Deshaun Stevenson, Sean Marion, Jason Kidd, all them. I'm not saying they were talking mucho trash, but they took on the challenge. They said, oh, you know what? Oh, y'all want to do that? Okay, let's go. Let's go then. Locked and loaded. And LeBron didn't respond the way we expected him to respond, you know. And, you know, I was expecting LeBron to go into savage mode, beast mode with that, you know. And he didn't go into savage mode and beast mode on him. But guess what? He did do it in 2016, though. And that right there, he went into savage mode. It's like, I'm about to take y'all down by any means necessary. And what set him off was what, what Draymond Green did to him. What Draymond Green did to him. All right? And, I mean, it was good gamesmanship by LeBron to get him suspended and stuff. To help him get suspended. 
you know, that was good gamesmanship. I can't knock it. Can't knock the man hustle. I mean, it's all it's all about the mental game too. So, but he went savage mode. He went savage mode, and that's why I'm like, that's the LeBron I like to see. He that dude went savage mode right there, man, for real. And Doug went savage mode in that situation. You know, it's like Marshawn Lynch running football, beast mode, savage mode. Okay, there's certain situations in life where you got to go into savage mode. All right, I mean, they wasn't expecting that from Doug. He showed no glimpse of that. He was just laid back, you know, whatever. He went into savage mode, and I love it. And the Hills Have Eyes, that, that, those type of movies, I like that. I like that because I feel like, you know, as human beings, we're a lot stronger than we give ourselves credit for. You know, a lot of times we feel like we couldn't be able, we wouldn't be able to recover from certain things. Listen, God didn't make us to be weak. God made us to be strong. As, as Sylvester Stallone when he, in Rocky, in the Rocky Balboa movie, the, the, what was that? The sixth Rocky movie. Yeah, the last one before, before Creed, all right? Where um, he told his son, played by Jack from um, This Is Us, he said, in life, it's not how many times you get hit, or how it's not about how hard you, it's about how hard you can get hit and continue to get back up. How much can you endure? You know, and Doug, man, he he endured a lot. That was a lot. I mean, like. I can only imagine when they got back home, if they their characters got back home, like, man, like, the therapy and all the grief counseling that they're going to need and stuff, do they have a church home, all that stuff, like, I'm like, wow, and I wish they would have continued on that, because I thought that would have been pretty cool, but yeah, um, he went to beast mode and savage mode on that, that was pretty amazing, and, um, you know, that, that's a good movie, I highly recommend that, and, um, Thank you all for listening. Um, that concludes this session of our scary movie review for Hills Have Eyes. Thank you all for listening. Student of the Game podcast. Peace out.